Hi, my name is Bridget, and I have never seen Mortal Kombat. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam, and this is the show where we show somebody, maybe a friend, maybe a stranger, a movie that they definitely should have seen by now and is a glaring omission uh, from their watch list. Uh, as you heard up top, Bridget has never seen Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat movie from 1995. So we are going to show her that today. Now, the we would normally include Johnny, as if you've listened to any episodes prior to this, you know he is normally here, uh, could not join us today. So we took the easy way out and brought in another Johnny to fill his seat. Uh, this one, though, is familiar to those of you who would have listened to the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. So, Johnny, welcome to Fine I'll Watch It. I'm, am I Johnny Prime? Or, I mean, in, in your life, I'm not Johnny Prime, but I, I guess in Gamescast, I am, right? Te technically, Broken Clock Podcast lore says you are Johnny Prime. Right. You're Version 1.0. Yeah, you were the first. and But in fine, I'll watch it uh, order, you are technically the second Johnny. That's okay. uh, so you are here because we are watching a video game based movie. So uh, we have a little Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast reunion going on here, two thirds of it at least, uh, to watch a movie that before anybody says is not something that definitely needs to be seen, is <laughs> definitely not a glaring omission from Bridget's catalog. I disagree. <laughs> it <just> absolutely <laughs> needs to be seen uh, by everybody. And I don't care if you think that it's not on the level of Jaws or Citizen Kane or the like. This absolutely <laughs> needs to be watched. It's also like uh, it's an artifact of its time. Like the special effects from like 94. Like these are the bottom of the barrel special effects from 94. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it was made in 94 and released in 95. But yeah, yeah. but you need to see them to, to believe them. I don't remember if it's this one or the other one. There's We'll talk about it afterwards, but there's a awful CGI seen in one of these either this one or annihilation that's just amazing to go back and watch <laughs> there's a few there's a few moments in this bridget where you're gonna wonder how this got got greenlit but before we get into anything obviously we're not gonna try to spoil too much for you here i want to kind of talk about what your history is with the mortal Kombat franchise as a video game uh, but also kind of get into what you think of video game movies if you've seen any i mean the the trope is they're not good so uh it, it's it's general consensus says they're all bad <laughs> yeah so it, it would make sense if you hadn't seen them so what is kind of your familiarity with both mortal Kombat and and video game movies uh so so with mortal Kombat the game um it's not one that we had i i don't even know what platform it would have been available on but we didn't have it and it i know for my mother at least it would have been considered too scary too bad so it was something that i experienced somewhat secondhand going to other people's houses and like some kid would like pull it out like hey like man, the briefcase yeah portal combat <laughs> yeah it, like the briefcase in pulp fiction like oh yeah. um and so watching other people play it you know it's a sort of somewhat illicit treat when you're seven or eight or or younger um i do there's a couple things i remember of it or just sort of know like i know finish him i remember <laughs> being a big deal <laughs> um 
the mechanic of you could walk from one side and come out the other. I don't know if that was across the board or only one like character could do that, but I loved like if you went backwards and then you came up behind someone or you could like jump on them or something. That excited maybe me. Maybe we're in the later ones, but that is a thing that happens in, in Mortal Kombat now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like Scorpion's move is you kind of come up behind a person. It's not necessarily like walking off screen and coming around, but like that he has kind of like a teleporting behind somebody kind of move. So that, that, that could be what you're thinking of as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, some of the, I know there were, there is at least one pretty lady, possibly two. They might <laughs> look very similar, but just one is pink and one is blue or green. Um, and that's that basically out. it. Yeah, I don't, I like have no. Yeah, Sonya's green. Yeah. Yeah, I can vaguely picture the, what the game looks like and like the, the pixels, but that's about it. I know it's a fighting game. I know the dragon logo, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, so I'm. Very much looking forward to an explanation of whatever the lore is. Um, and you'll kind of get that. I mean, it's definitely going to be the movie version of that. Mm-hmm. And I think even at this time in the game's existence, because it would have been out on arcade in the early 90s and then come to, you know, Super Nintendo, Genesis, and then various platforms going forward. Uh, but even at this point, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, the lore wasn't really fleshed out by this early to mid 90s. So, there's a basic premise and the movie kind of takes that basic premise and will explain to you what it is. Okay. But by the time we get to now times in Mortal Kombat, where I think we're on 11 there and various side side cools and things like that. So there's probably right. more than 11 games. Um, there's a much more fleshed out backstories, histories of certain characters and, you know, feuds that predate the games and things like that. But at this point, in when this movie would have come out, none of that exists. So it is very a uh, bare bones. We're going to make you fight. And that's okay. kind of it. <laughs> this okay. is the most lore that the game has had yeah. because of the oh. game's release. Like the game wasn't meant to have lore. It was actually a, a, a blood sport movie game that they had to change because they couldn't get the rights to blood sport. Hmm. So yeah, there's a, there's so a it's like, tidbit. it's, it's it's like the from like Fifty Shades of Grey is technically a fan fiction of Twilight kind of right, thing. Right, right. It's like an Ouroboros the... thing. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a game um, based on a movie that had a movie based on the game that's based on a movie. <laughs> but it's a different movie that isn't connected. <laughs> that that hurt sudden... my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold on. Can Leo DiCaprio spin a top? I don't know where I am. <laughs> um, as far as Video game, the movie adaptations of video games, I'm hard-pressed to think of even one that I've seen. I have never seen the Mario Brothers movie uh, oh, with a, Bob Hoskins. They're, they're, we'll put that on the list, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I think I've only seen that movie once, so yeah, I'll come back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, god, the Prince of Persia comes to mind, also haven't seen... Technically a video game movie, Tec- yeah. Yeah, Doom is technically a, a video game movie I've never yep. seen. What if there's yeah. a video game movie that you've seen that you didn't know was a video game movie? Right? That's what I'm trying to... Like, did you see Rampage with The Rock? I did not see Rampage. Okay, because that's like another one that I've been like, that's based on a game? Well, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, did you see the Detective Pikachu movie? I feel like that's the newest and most likely. Oh, or also Sonic. No. Yeah, the new no. Sonic the Hedgehog movie that no, that also I'm... is newer and potentially something that you've seen. <laughs> Just keep throwing out. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not a genre that I'm, I'm drawn to, um, clearly. Yeah, We've talked about but, your aversion to boy movies, and typically, a little bit. Yeah, typically these fall into the, the boy movie category. Although there was several Tomb Raider movies. Did you ever see the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies? No. Or Resident mm. Evil, any of the nine Resident Evil movies? Nope. That would have been a good primer because the person who did the Resident Evil movies also directed this movie. Oh, so, did, does this movie come out before the Resident Evil movies or like? Yeah, I think it? Resident Evil was like early two thousands. Yeah, the first one is two thousand two. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, this is this is a movie that the director is Paul. It's Paul Thompson and Paul W. S. Anderson. That's what it is. Yeah. He's got he's got letters in the middle of his name. <laughs> yeah. And he basically he worked on this movie and then he didn't work on the sequel and then that ended up being very bad and so he was like I have to stick through these franchises and that's why he made 80,000 Resident Evil movies to varying degrees of middling success. <laughs> enough enough to make more but not enough to be Good, I don't think. <laughs> so. Right, it's like one of those things that people just see because they're like, hey, I've seen them all already. Like, yeah. might as well go see the next yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. check all the boxes. Yeah, so this will be good. This will be your first exposure to to video game movies, and from a time when video game movies weren't great. Not that they're. I mean, they're. I feel like they're better now. I feel like people get it more, and they're trying harder. But this would have come out on the back of the Mario Brothers movie, which is routinely mm-hmm. thought of as terrible. This would have come out uh, not long after the Double Dragon movie with, I want to say, one of the kids from Party of Five or Beverly Hills 90210 or something. <laughs> one of those. There was a uh, Double Dragon movie? Yeah, Alyssa Milano's in it. Uh, it's not It's not good. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I figured as much. <laughs> yeah, who? I'm trying to think of who who was in it. Oh, Scott Wolf. That's the guy I'm thinking okay. of. Yeah, I know who that uh, is. Alyssa Milano, Robert Patrick's in that movie. It's not good. Um, but this is this is the time where they would have all been trying to, you know, much like we talked about last week with companies trying to come out to match the success of like a Batman '89. These are people just trying to get any video game out the door. Because video games would have been having a huge boom in the '90s, so hey, let's turn something like that into a into a franchise. Though none of them were chasing the success of any previous video game movie, because such a thing did not exist. Yeah, I was gonna say, has there been? I guess Resident Evil, may maybe, but like, is there a high watermark video game movie? If maybe not in terms of quality, in terms of like broad success. The Sonic movie was the most uh, had made the most money in the box office of any video game ad- adaptation, and that gen- I mean it wasn't it wasn't bad. I mean I enjoyed it. I had to wait in line for seven years for it though. It's yeah. <laughs> a, a good joke. Actually, though, to technically, Detective Pikachu made more worldwide. So Detective oh, okay. Pikachu, so it's probably I think domestic. Sonic broke like the um, like the first weekend kind of thing. But those yeah. two are newer successes that people like pretty much like uh, the Tomb Raider reboot from a few years ago. People thought was good, you know, not necessarily great, but there's, there's a, I'm looking at a list and all of them are uh, <laughs> just, just real bad attempts at 
trying to make a video game movie and I don't know what it is, but they never seem to really nail it. I mean, John, we've talked about on the games cast when seeing some of these movies about what it could take to make a really good one. And I think it ultimately boils down to games are typically even the short ones are like, you know, seven to 10 hours. And it's really hard to boil that down to a good, concise two hours that has enough action beats, that has enough backstory told uh, to bring in a general audience that it just kind of, I think they just think about the action set pieces and don't necessarily think about the story. And so the whole thing kind of falls apart, except for the action bits, which you may or may not be able to carry you through. So, John, I know you've seen a lot more video game movies. What are some of your what are some of your favorites? Favorites? Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I did like the Sonic movie quite a bit, even it, though it's I didn't. Fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. I mean, even though it had pretty much nothing to do with Sonic and I mean, like with the game itself, like it, it had Sonic the character in it, but that's just about it. Um and I also like the the Tomb Raider reboot movie, but I also mm-hmm. it's also just uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade like remixed. So, or like, less, yeah. Um, so I guess those are some of my favorites. Even though I haven't gone back and rewatched them, generally they're not good. So like the ones I've seen the most are like the ones I'm, that are on TV, and I'm like, fine, I'll watch this again. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> might as well watch Tomb Raider and see the guy get cubed. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a running theme here on this show is how many commercial breaks do you think you'll force yourself to sit through? <laughs> it's kind of a, yeah. a good bar for, for some of these. Uh, what about Mortal Kombat specifically? What's your kind of history with this movie? Is this one that you enjoyed as a kid? Is this something that you saw a bunch? What's kind of your your history with this particular movie? So I don't think I saw this as a kid. Um, I think I caught it on TV once or twice. I do remember... Uh, specifically taping uh, Annihilation, which is the second movie, like on a VHS tape. I went to my uh, stepdad's family's house in Texas and it was on TV and had like HBO or something like that. And I was like, I want to see this. So they whipped out a VHS and and a tape recorder and taped that for me. And then I had to like watch it in front of like, two grandparents that were like super Christian. And like, it was, it was an awkward experience, but, um, the the first movie, the '95 movie, I think I've seen a bunch of times in my adult life, just more as a let's watch this and laugh about it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, my one of my roommates um, in the last couple of years, his father worked on the audio for the film, and he was telling me that when he was a kid, he would have to go over uh, the actor who played Liu Kang's house all the time, and like they would go off and have like adult time and drink and stuff like that. And they'd stick him in the back room and just put on Mortal Kombat. And he's like, I've seen that movie like 40 times. Cause it was just like my babysitting movie that I had to watch when I hang out with Liu Kang. <laughs> Is this one of those, my uncle used to work in Nintendo kind of stories. Like do we, do we know uh, did, if he, if that's true or not? Uh, I do know that. Yeah. His dad was like an audio engineer and everything like that. And like, I oh, nice. he, he had no reason to lie. He was kind of a dick. So like, <laughs> It's not like bragging about hanging out with Luke King when you were 10 was like a thing that you want to do as an adult. Like, <laughs> True. True. Um, but as for the movie, the, the music, man, like it's it's going to be nice to hit that up again. And the, the Mortal Kombat soundtrack was like a thing that you passed around in mm-hmm. high school because it had like Marilyn Manson on it, and Rob Zombie, and like all of the like, you know, heavy metal stuff from the, the mid 90s. 
Um, and, yeah, and I'm sure you've heard the sound, uh, the um, theme song, Bridget. Like, I, I probably, I probably would recognize it. I couldn't hum yeah. it. No, you but, will be. But when you when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, as as stupid as it seems, like the the most outstanding part of this film is the soundtrack that maybe one or two of these songs have a couple seconds in them, but the rest of the soundtrack was like great as a kid, all new metal. Like there was like corn in there. It was, it's good stuff. Yeah. And it definitely would have like introduced a lot of kids to that kind of genre. Mm -hmm. I know that like, it's not this movie, it's the sequels movie, but I remember like my uncle used to work at a radio station and they, you know, they always have like gift prizes and things like that and i remember i got a little duffel bag with the sequels logo on it like a couple of the action figures and i got a cassette and like the cassette was the first time i ever heard du host from rammstein on it so like nice. it's a it's just a weird it's the whole thing is just super weird like that all of these things kind of come together to make to make this movie in this franchise um, but this movie is one that i definitely saw when i was younger this was one of those you wear the tape out before it has to go back to blockbuster kind of things where it's got to be back at five and it doesn't matter if you can't finish that last watch through like you will put it on for the 45 minutes until you have to drive to drop it off at the blockbuster. Um, so I've seen this movie a ton. This is a one where the last time I watched it, I caught it on TV and then had to watch it, you know, all the way through to finish it. The soundtrack rips, as he said. I think I remember seeing at one point the theme song for this was like the very first EDM song, technically, to chart in the U.S. Really? I Something like that. Like it's whatever genre it's considered. It was like the one of the first like big breakout hits because you figure like EDM would have been a thing that would have been up and coming in the 90s, but it wouldn't. It would have been probably a more Scandinavian thing, like a European kind of genre. Mm. And it always really has been. Yeah. Um, only more recently has it come stateside and been a thing that kind of takes over, but not in 1995, I don't think. Um, so I may have to fact check that in the break, but I'm fairly certain that it was like it set some kind of record. And like it didn't make it to number one or anything like that, but it would have been on the Billboard Top 100 or what have you. So I like this movie despite all of its things that we'll talk about in the after portion um i just think it's dumb fun same thing with like the mario brothers movie i know is bad but it's dumb fun the double dragon movie is ridiculous like i that i probably caught on hbo once when i was you know a teen or something like that i was like i know this game let me watch this attempt at movie making um so that's kind of uh, my history with it um i'm excited to see what you think of it bridget i want you to go in with the lowest of expectations <laughs> um normally well, we have to try to dumb it down to like be like no just go in with normal expectations you know because you expect a movie to be at a certain caliber of people are telling you you need to see it this i feel like is a different it's a different beast yeah. right it's a it's a spectacle it's not you're you're going in for the the experience of seeing something that's not great with a pump and ass soundtrack <laughs> see i'm already excited because you've you've ticked some boxes of like Bad, outdated special effects. Mm -hmm. New metal. <laughs> it's just a spectacle. Are all things I love. So I'm. I'll keep my expectations low. I'm not anticipating that this this will be a Citizen Kane, like you said. Right. It's a but, it's a no thinking movie. <laughs> yeah. So on the topic of soundtrack, I did just fact check myself real quick. It was the first EDM record to receive a platinum certification in the U.S. That's a lot. 
I mean, like I said, people were passing that stuff around when I was in elementary school. Like, you know, I had a friend who had the, the tape and we would take it home and I put it on my double tape thing and record it so I could take the songs off of it I wanted and then we'd give it back. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think you'll recognize the, the main song most likely, mm-hmm. um, but either way it's, uh, it bumps. <laughs> it's, nice. It's good. I'm glad you got that sound bar and oh your, yeah, your new speaker set up. Are I'm you going to be watching it on VHS so it's like the VHS sound coming through the sound bar? Um, with the tracking and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, I probably should just for the nostalgia of it, but I haven't checked the tape <laughs> to see if it even works, and I don't want it to get halfway through and then just be like, "We give up. This thing is shot to hell." <laughs> Yeah. So who knows? No, I will be watching it digitally with the, with the subwoofer turned all the way up, I think. <laughs> cool. I mean, is there anything else anybody wants to go over? Any questions that you have for us, Bridget? Anything else you want to know about this movie? No, I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to have Mortal Kombat wash over me. Like a, <laughs> like a wave of, of blood. Just bring it down. Or sweat if you played or the Super s- Nintendo version because yeah. they couldn't have blood. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's how they got around it. Uh, all right, then, Bridget, uh, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine. I'll watch it. We are back. We have finished watching 1995's movie based on the video game Mortal Kombat. Bridget, you are on the hot seat. How are you feeling after watching this movie? I'm <laughs> soaring right now. <laughs> yes. That was incredible. Yes. <laughs> that, this movie fucking rips. <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Oh, so happy. <laughs> I I can't I can't I just this movie blew me away. This is I'm not even gonna like this is not a bad movie. This is a great movie. Um I I would die on that hill as soon as the new line cinema credits came up and it was like I was like oh Oh my god it hits you immediately in the face yeah it's just (laughs) get ready to rock (laughs) I I loved I loved it yes 
how was it for you guys on rewatch? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like thinking about. So I'm I'm looking at this more as like now a a an adult, I guess. I mean, not that adults can't have fun, but it's just like this is not just a spectacle for me anymore. It's not just a video game movie for me anymore. And I'm just like ripping it apart in my mind. Yes, it's like good dumb fun, but at the same time, I'm just like thinking, like how is how is any of this? Like, who wrote this down and then was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> I know, it makes no sense upon any level of dissection. No, uh, it's it's like a 10-year-old wrote the script and then gave it to his dad. His dad was like, all right, we'll put words to it. Like, It makes it just all the more miraculous, though. Just, like, that this could have happened. Like, right, I mean, there's a reason why everyone loved it. Well, like, <laughs> us, us as children loved it in, in 95 or, yeah. you know, because yeah. we're just like, oh, this is bonkers because, yeah, that, it was written for us. Yeah. So many things are smashed together. Like, there are so many different elements of just like, what, what is happening? And yet somehow it's just a roller coaster ride from start to finish. I, I was having a ball. I was dancing along to the song at the beginning. I was... I was laughing at all the cheesy dialogue. I just, it's, this movie is so much fun for me. <laughs> I did instantly remember when he, when, um, uh, Shang Soon was just like, your brother's soul is mine. You're next. <laughs> just the, they dropped so many of the iconic need to say them lines and yeah. just deadpan in the camera. So much scenery is chewed and that's why, that's why I love it. Um, all right, so Bridget, so you're you're thumping along at the beginning. What did you think of the soundtrack? We'll start right there because it, it just gets right into it. Perfect. I'm going to listen to it all week. It's going to be <laughs> just what I listen to for the foreseeable future. I, I don't even know where to start because this felt like a true roller coaster that just was a just kept dropping and twisting and turning so so we'll we'll start with the the story how did you (laughs) how did you perceive the universe of mortal Kombat through the movie i i wouldn't say that i know more (laughs) than i did at the at uh two hours ago Um, i don't think anybody could say that (laughs) yeah but I didn't mind it, you know, comparing this to Godzilla versus Kong, which we just watched. Like, I, I wish that movie had more of what Mortal Kombat has of just, we're just going to keep moving forward. We're not going to explain anything. We're not, it, I just, we're going to keep going. We're going to quickly introduce you to characters you're going to look at them and know exactly who they are and what their deal is. And we're just going to keep it moving until we put you on this rickety boat that looks like a high school play. <laughs> and they're on the boat. I was screaming and get you to the island. And that is like, and then we're off to the races. We don't need to, we need to do minimal exposition and just keep going. Right. Um because the story is just, uh, there's people on an island, they're fighting in a tournament to the death. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Uh, Liu Kang needs to avenge his dead brother. And, and, that, and that's it. And even that is like, yeah. 
if it happens, it happens. But you're just meeting all these like different people. Just you have no time to take in the fact that nothing in this movie really makes sense if you really start to like try to thread the pieces together. Yeah. Like I like there's no nothing tie scenes together. You'll just have Johnny walking in a forest and boom, there's a fight. And then Lou in a different, in a palace, a different fight. Like it just bam, bam, bam. There's no, oh. There's, there's no, how did they get there? There's no, like, why Why is he being selected this time? Didn't he just have a fight? Does he get a breather? Like how much yeah, time ago the, was that last fight? Like I, Also the fight I didn't love- end. <laughs> like it was just like, uh, uh, She's fighting Katana, and then all of a sudden, uh, Chang Soon just says something like he doesn't like her effort, and then it's just like, all right, cut. Next scene. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, and I love how much they talk about it's a tournament. You never see the tournament. No, there's no bracket. There's no tournament. There's no bracketology. They don't break it down. Yeah, there's no like you can't. It's it's like a fever dream. It was oh. Just so magnificent. So right from the beginning, we get introduced, like you said, rapid fire to all of these different characters. Was there a particular one that that was your favorite? I mean, we've got the dream sequence. We've got Liu Kang's whole, you know, I was the chosen one in my village kind of thing. You've got Sonya's blood feud with Kano. You've got Johnny Cage is a movie star. Which one of these uh, really stood out to you in the in the beginning? Oh, of those three, none of them. Uh, <laughs> irrelevant. Uh, I would not pick them if I were to play Mortal Kombat now. Um, the villains definitely stand out. Up until Raiden comes into the picture and you're like, okay, now we're talking. It, what What is happening? What is this wig situation? <laughs> what is this accent? Yeah, he's got the, the Batman voice going on. He's got, yeah, he's, I think the actor is German. Because he's the same, it's the guy who was in Highlander, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of um, Yeah. <laughs> um, as soon as you meet um, Scorpion and Sub-Zero and, you know, the main bad guy, you know, that's who I want to see at all times. And it's one or if not two multiple need to be in the frame constantly and they're good at doing that of like moving you in like ah yeah you see a lot of shang sun's face you see yes you his eyes a lot very close shots of his eyes (laughs) a lot of scenery chewing so he was your he was your favorite probably probably him or what is his name Goro, just because <laughs> I, what am I looking at here? Goro, the lizard, the actual CGI lizard version of him, and the boat are highlights for me in terms of the special effects. We could have stopped here, and it would have been the pinnacle of cinema, as far as I'm concerned. That that reptile, <laughs> man, that. That was that. That was the CG I was thinking of when he was like the statue, and the statue like turns into reptile, but like goes through like weird rainbow colors. Then it's clear at one point, and then it's back to just being a, a, a reptile. And yep. Yeah, it's like yeah, statue, toucan, Sam, lizard, invisible, <laughs> in this, all at once. Just yeah, spectacle. 
like you guys were saying before, the different set pieces. And I do genuinely appreciate that a lot of this was clearly like they built foam sets yeah. and had big backdrops and crazy lighting, you know, so nowadays. Big cobwebs and dirt and dust. Yeah, and and bones, just bones <laughs> everywhere. Um it's and, a whole Halloween store. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Oh my gosh, I want to go to a Mortal Kombat themed Halloween party now. I, and it's just you don't see movies take like big swings like this in terms of practical effects any longer. You know, people when they do it, I feel like they're trying to be get away with things or really have it be seamless and this is just like schlocky. It is you feel like you're watching a video game. Um, and I miss that. I I feel like the new one will probably be more CGI heavy. It'll probably have that sort of like filter. So everything is like very blue and cool toned. You know what I mean? Like the Marvel filter, like whenever there's like the big battle scenes. Mm-hmm. And I just, this is so charming. It's like, I feel nostalgia nostalgia for it. Yeah, like that's with nostalgia glasses on because in '95, like we were like, "Oh shit, did you see Reptile? That looks so (laughs) fucking cool." But I think it's going to be very hard for me to just not be completely effusive about this movie. To be completely honest, because even the very obvious weak points, I love. So, Johnny, what? What are your thoughts coming out of it? What are the things that stood out to you this go round? Uh, I just kept writing down like, like just questions of just nothing. Not that things need to be answered, but just like things just happen and like for no reason. Like poor Sub Zero has the worst death because like he just goes out and he throws a couple punches and then he like conjure farts a like <laughs> a, a frozen bubble around himself and then just stands there like dude do something but also like in relation to the games and stuff like scorpion has a living lizard chain in his hand but like no that's not how it works and like the game like it, it does come out of his hands sometimes but it's not like a living object and it can't die Right. Like also, it, just, it like splattered against the tree, which was the first time we've seen blood, and that was like an hour into the movie. And then we've only seen blood twice throughout the an hour and forty minutes, and the second time is just like a little bit of dribble down Shang Tsung's lip, like at the very end. You kind of get um, some like magma blood when uh, oh, the scorpion right. is killed, yeah. and yeah. then yeah. gets chopped up a bit. Explodes for no reason. <laughs> I also love how he was totally winning that fight, and then was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my yeah. whole face off. And make me really, really slow all of a sudden and just completely get wrecked for no reason. <laughs> well, he, he got out gymnastics. He was just like, oh, can't do that. No parallel bars for me. So I might as well rip my face off and stand here and die. It's <laughs> my one weakness. Shields. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, just like, God forbid he meets Carrie Strug out in the streets. <laughs> um... <laughs> Just flip it that, all over him. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite fight in the movie. Um, even the final battles and others, the scorpion fight, I think, in terms of the set that they're on yeah. and then that explosive magma is the best fight yeah. for sure. 
I also forgot that um, Veronica Vaughn was uh, Sonia. <laughs> like, she came on screen and was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, it was driving me crazy. I'm like, why do I know her face? Why do I know her face? And then finally I cracked and, and Googled it. And I was like, oh. So she's known for two movies, Sonia, being Sonia in Mortal Kombat and being the hot teacher in <laughs> Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Or not Happy Gilmore, uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, I know. What a and legacy. The uh, Shang Tsung is the grandfather from Johnny Tsunami, so he shows up in a completely different manner yeah. just a few years later. He's in a ton of stuff. He was in like pretty much anything you needed like an old Japanese guy in, and mm-hmm. like he's in it. Um, he's also in all of the other Mortal Kombat movies, even one of the newer ones. Like he still plays Shang Tsung in it, which is funny. He still voices the games too, I think. Oh, really? I think I so. <laughs> I feel like at least the new one, because they had like the 11 had that story of like the old and the new. And I feel like he voiced it in that, too. That's cool. Yeah. I also saw that Jax was in the credits. Did not see him in the movie. I think he was the guy that was Sonya's partner in her backstory thing. And she was chasing Kano to clubs and weird boat houses. <laughs> oh, OK. I think so that not- was Jax. Um, but like. She didn't call him that to his face. She just like mentioned anything on the radio once they got to Outworld. Well, you you can't tell unless he sees steel arms too. Like, well, this is pre steel. In the sequel, he gets steel arms. Oh, okay. It's also a different actor, and like it's maybe tied to this same franchise. I'm not really sure. It's a very loose sequel at best. Yeah. Um, but the they they like to throw in all of the the clips, you know, of them saying fatality and. Your soul is mine. Get over here. But they said flawless victory like four times, and only one of them was a flawless victory. Like in the game, Bridget, flawless victory is like you don't get hit or anything like that. Oh, okay. So like the first time, yes, the first time was a flawless victory. But then like he fights the their friend who like knows the uh, kung fu or what or Goro fights him, gets kicked in the face a bunch of times and punched, and then at the end he's like flawless victory. And I'm like, no, that's Not no, really. yeah. It's not how it works. But they have to finish him at a fatality. Uh, obviously, Scorpion says, get over here and get down here at one point, which I thought was funny. <laughs> he says, get back here to the snake. <laughs> yeah. Or just the snake's body, not its head, because its head was embedded in the tree. Yeah. I don't, well, no, I think it was before he died. When, like When he calls it back the first time through the, 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 winding, the winding trees. Which uh, which was your favorite fight, John? The the scorpion fight was definitely the best. I mean, it had the an exploding person is bonkers. So like, <laughs> the fact that he like bled molten lava and then like his head exploded first, which apparently didn't set off the rest of his body until Johnny Cage had enough time to sign an autograph <laughs> and then drop it on the ground and then his body explodes. I feel like he's just got those there. I feel like that's just a thing he can pull out of the back pocket. That's what all the trunks were when he was getting off the boat. It's just filled with autographed pictures. That's what I think. I don't know. Uh, I mean, clearly the man has a lot of fans. The, the paparazzi are all over him. It's That's ridiculous. It's such a nice little touch, though. Just leave, it, leave an autograph for my number one fan. <laughs> I did like I I laughed out loud when uh, he in the very beginning he's introduced and he like does the you're supposed to fall here 
And then he like mopes away and he's walking all mopey into the sunset. And then the camera pans back and it's just the, the wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> I know Bridget in that, in that moment where they're revealing Johnny Cage, did you pick up on the fact that he was bad and an actor? Or did you think like he's supposed to be some really good hotshot undercover detective martial artist, man? I, I wasn't sure because we had already sort of had this, metaphysical fight and I was like maybe this is just another weird part of the universe where he's fighting so I was surprised when you know you pan back and oh he's on a set and then it like became more clear like oh of course that makes that makes more sense but I think we had already seen Sonia at that point just opening fire at the warehouse party and people still like dancing so I at that point, my expectations for a logical universe were were very <laughs> were non-existent. So the fact that it was grounded in a real place of a movie set was actually surprising. You're like, oh, this takes place on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Our- <laughs> Wait a minute! I didn't realize we were here. Um, and their logic for the fact that they're not in like. A real place anymore it was obviously her radio doesn't work but then he's like of course your radios you're like your electronics are fine but look at your your compass which of course she just has a compass on her wrist at all times all the good soldiers do obviously which is just spinning <laughs> yeah. in circles well i love that the the light show the night before with the skull in the sky and all of the the weird rainbow effects trippiness wasn't a dead giveaway that something was completely different in their universe. Right. Kang <laughs> Sun just summoning like demons around him, like just yeah. swirling around his body. No, it's all special effects on his cool high school boat that he had that also had CGI sails for no reason. Like they couldn't put raggedy sails up there and just shake them. <laughs> I know you've seen Raiden's powers. But... Raiden's it powers is... are ridiculous. His entrance, where it's blue and yellow lights and lightning, and he's red at one point. Like the whole thing, just is just was just all the colors. Yeah, the whole wheel. (laughs) Primary and secondary, baby. And I love at that point where Liu Kang's like, I think he might be the real Raiden. It's like, yeah, dude, he just became light and beamed (laughs) all over the room. Like, yeah, he's probably the god of lightning. And like how he kept like sparkling eyes at everyone. Yeah. Like, like oh, okay, now we know he's serious. Old like man, white hairs, eyes are yeah. getting lightning. Just a little bit. It's just a little spark. It's yeah. not like a full like you know like I bet in the new one like the whole eye will turn into some like big giant ball of lightning. But this one, it's just like a little flicker, like a little tea light candle of lightning. <laughs> With so like the worst effects that just look like they're shoved over his face. Like it's like somebody just filmed it on the same actual film and just like took a sparkler and just put him over like where his eyes were supposed to be. <laughs> so good. My favorite. Poor Raiden oh, doesn't get to fight though. Like No. I was waiting to. for that. It's There's... just that initial save. Like that's the only fighting he he really gets to do. Although he poses at the end there, so he's ready for the next he's ready for the next battle. Yeah. They do a little like name droppy stuff too like um luke king said he was the descendant of kalong or uh what's what's his name yeah um kung lao sorry yep. the the dude with the the razor hat um and then katana's in there for no reason um 
I forgot that this came out after Mortal Kombat 3, so there was more characters. Obviously, since Reptile's in it, he wasn't in the first game or anything. But they just were had they had a checklist of people to include, and they're like, yep, let's just let's go down and add all these people in. We can't just have one girl. There has to be two. I feel like that was the logic of a lot of these movies, and I don't know. But then she gets kidnapped, and he's like, I challenge you to fight. She's like, nah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to change your outfit and then chain you up. (laughs) That part was so ridiculous. And I I love the zoom in on her as she's in the prisoner getup, where it's just like it comes into the room, and it just zooms right into her. And the the hair's all teased, and she's in this, like, leather outfit. Who changed her? How did this happen? (laughs) Where did her shoes go? (laughs) Yeah. Because if she's been kidnapped, she's not doing that blowout herself. That's a two-hand job, if not three. So someone there had to have curlers the whole works. Yeah, who were were doing hair. See, I'm just imagining it's the other, like his fighter dudes, like his warriors with the, you know, headscarf. They're the ones teasing it out. Like, like I'm just imagining, like she's in a barber chair, and just a couple of those dudes are just going, "How's it going? How yeah. are you? What's yeah, the fighting like?" <laughs> yeah, don't judge it now, just because you're gonna want the vol. It's gonna settle, so you're gonna want to be at a certain point. <laughs> and remember, the lighting's not gonna be good anyway, so no one's gonna care what you look like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of hair, Lou's hair is the funky shag haircut that is really in right now and i could not like stop picturing like a young like he looks like hair metal jackie chan. yeah he does like but if jackie sh- chan wanted to like make a metal band like this is what he would look like yeah <laughs> but i think when i get my haircut i'm gonna bring a picture of him to the salon and be like this is what i want yo make me look <laughs> This and then just I put your thought. phone down and put on the uh, the the theme song, and the whole time she's like, oh 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 oh. Miss, I can't cut if you keep if you keep bopping. I can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> just do your best. Do your best, ma'am. This is the first EDM album to go platinum. Just chill. I got this. Yo, this is history. We're listening to history. Let it, it is be. majestic hair, though. Anyone would be lucky to be able to pull that off, and to have it not mess up once at all during the fight. You know, it's, it's yeah. so impressive. <laughs> there was a there was a bunch of stuff where I was just like uh, set wise that was not wrong, but like funky. Did you guys catch that there was like a leaf or a bug stuck on the lens during Liu Kang's first fight? No, no, because instantly I thought I was like, oh, shit, is there a bug on my TV? And like went to get up to like check and then it cut to like the reverse angle and it wasn't there. And then it cut back and it was there again. And then it had moved. It like had flittered in the corner. I was just like, what? <laughs> the very first one of the tournament, like when they're fighting outside with the sticks. Yeah. Huh? No, I didn't. That's so crazy. Yeah. It was like the wide angle uh, had like a, it was a bug or a leaf. It was it, it moved at first, so it could have been a leaf, but then it was pretty stagnant. And then they just they're just like, yeah, it's good enough. Like we're not going <laughs> to shoot this again. <laughs> it adds to the realism. It's like you're on the island. It's so immersive. <laughs> then, like when they were walking through the, um, they were walking through all the cobwebs and everything, looking for katana, and. And Johnny's like, I know she's been this way. I'm like, no, you don't. All the cops' webs are undisturbed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if she'd been this way, the cobwebs wouldn't be everywhere. What are you talking about? Right? They just reform. It's like, uh, doesn't that happen in one of the Indiana Jones movies? Yeah, like, they, they, just, they walk they through and they come them. back. Yeah. yeah. 
It's just like that. They're really fast acting spiders. Yeah. Very, <laughs> Very easy. Yeah. They get right back to it. Um, so I think you, you mentioned the boat as being your favorite. Was there another particular set piece that you enjoyed, Bridget? Oh, God. It's hard. It's really hard to top the boat. I, in general, love when boats like that show up in movies. Um, there's one in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like, you think about, I think there's one in Jason and the Argonauts. Something about that just speaks to me. When it pulled up into the harbor, I screamed. <laughs> With delight, and then when they got on it, I uh, it <laughs> felt like a jacked-up version of the Swiss Family Robinson house in Disney World. <laughs> the fake stars, the dry ice on the ground. Uh, just the most stagnant boat in the ocean ever. Not yeah. once did it move. <laughs> No, no sense of motion. Fantastic. Uh, just absolutely brilliant. I would say my other favorite. They're all really good and they all were different, but they all felt like they were part of the same cheesy world, each of the sort of stages that mm-hmm. they would go to. Um, but the bones, the bone, the bone zone. <laughs> the bone zone. <laughs> the bone zone uh, was also a highlight. Uh, very monochromatic, you know, very focused on bone aesthetics. Uh, I I appreciate the commitment there and the gymnastic elements that um, were able to happen because of it. So as the whole set is waving back and forth. <laughs> What he's doing is spins. The whole set looks like it's about to come apart. <laughs> it does, yeah. You you go from the which looks like it's it just cemented down and then totally rickety bridge. <sighs> Diversity. I love it. You love to see it. There is the the spikes at the end too. That's um. There's a there's a a, a map or a level in the Mortal Kombat games that's a, like a reoccurring theme called the wall. And if you uppercut somebody off of it, they go down out of spikes. So it was trying to be like that. So I feel like those two were supposed to be like both being the same thing because the wall itself looks like the bone zone where like there's like rickety shit in the background and everything. But there's no spikes underneath it, obviously, because they jump down and that's where Scorpion decides to explode. (laughs) I like that they did. They spread them out. You know, it did seem like a, a high impact set piece to put really almost in the middle of the movie. I was somewhat surprised at how quickly uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero were just like, check, check. Uh, even uh, Kano, is that the other mm-hmm. like, the side British, board? Maybe Australian. Yeah. Australian. The, <laughs> I, you, based on the introduction, you gear up a little bit of, oh, well, we're going to work our way up to this. And no, they're gone in pretty quick succession. Kano had a long speech when he's eating that disgusting turkey leg or whatever. <laughs> and then is just like goes out there and says some patronizing things about women and then, you know, gets and, choked to death. Yeah, gets his neck snapped in a in a frightening yet sexy way. <laughs> <laughs> just ugh. Yeah, like it almost looked like he wanted to be there until the very last moment when he wasn't cool with it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 
Once the finish him command was, no, no, no. no. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, this actually wasn't that bad up until right now. (laughs) I was kind of okay with it. It is funny that, like, the very first fight of the Mortal Kombat, like, the whole tournament, which is both the tournament is named Mortal Kombat and then also that finals is, and I guess every match in it is. It's a very all-encompassing term. Uh, But it's funny how that very first fight in the tournament is just, like, two regular dudes with sticks on a beach. On a beach, yeah. And then it immediately, and then Johnny Cage's first match is Scorpion. Like, it's, if that was really a match, who knows? Shang like, well, Sun wasn't there to watch it. Like, yeah, I, but I guess they weren't supposed to touch each other till the tournament. So the island is the tournament, I guess. Um, but it's funny that like Luke Hangs is just like, yeah, here's a regular fight. And then Johnny says, no, 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 you got snake hand, skull face. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they also had the the montage of Goro just throwing the same four dudes off into the stones for like five minutes. I love it. They definitely showed the same guy like four times. Yeah, and they're just flopping and ragdolling on the same little pile of rocks, just over. I I I wish I had counted. I think halfway through, I was like, God damn it! I should have been counting this. There's <laughs> just so many. Who? What is the name of the guy who who Goro has the fight with? That is a friend, but he's not part of the three. Like Raiden, uh, Raiden. Yeah, I think it's Art. Yeah, he doesn't. He's he's a movie only character. He doesn't have any relevancy to anything. He. It's so odd. I was thinking about him when Raiden is talking with them on the boat because you get introduced to him by the docks. And it's like, yeah, he's... All right, one more friend, the D'Artagnan to our three musketeers. And then Raiden is like, I've looked into your souls. You three are the only ones who are worthy. And it's like, dude, what about Art? Tell Art to get off the boat. I felt bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Sonya kind of put herself on there. It's not like she was supposed to be there. Yeah. It's her fault. If anything, Art should be pissed off at her. Well, I love how Rain's like, that's why uh, you guys are my warriors. That's why I chose you. And it's like, Shang Tsung chose Sonya. You didn't have anything to do with it. Right. He was the one who transformed into his agent and said, go get in this tournament. Well, if he's the god, you know, he he makes all decisions. There's no there's no free thinking, right? I guess. We can't think too hard about it. The whole no, no, no. <laughs> the last part is going to come tumbling no. down. My, my favorite, like, ridiculous, obvious, like, of course, this happens to move the plot along moments all involve Katana. Because Shang Tsung's whole thing is like, do not let Liu Kang and Katana fight or get together on this. I don't trust her. And then I'm going to put her in a match and I'm going to watch you guys talk to each other and clearly give away my evil plan because I told you earlier. Yeah. And then I'm going to be like, okay, you've given enough exposition to him now. Go away. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay, cool. And then she just gets to be spectator to his uh, Sub-Zero fight. And I... (laughs) Uh, my favorite moment that is they just zoom in on her face and it's just her voiceover from the story earlier of oh, yeah. keep my words and use the element which brings life and she's just standing there going mm-hmm remember yeah <laughs> it, it made me think of the lion king where you're just like remember anything though. <laughs> yeah but see at least in that like Mufasa's face is in the clouds. He's not standing next to Simba going, Simba, remember what I said earlier. This will be helpful. (laughs) It took him forever to realize that the element that brings life was water. Like, he's he's kicking buckets around. He's like, oh, water. 
that makes sense. The water that Raiden, you know, brought in while he was wearing a hood and had a drink out of it with a wooden spatula. <laughs> and then just walked away. Just setting this water down here. Don't mind me. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the revelation from Signs. <laughs> also, if Sub-Zero, like, is commanding of ice, how does ice kill Sub-Zero? Well, because it solidified at that point and just became any other sharp object. No, but the, like he like froze at the end. It's just it should have just been like, all right, thanks. You're you're keeping me on ice until I can wake up again. Yeah, surgeons will be here soon. That's probably how he ends up in the sequel. They just explain that he he just had surgery to, <laughs> to repair himself. He became one with his element. Yeah. Which is technically the same thing that happened to Scorpion because he was magma on the inside and then he became an explosion. So technically he's probably fine too, right? Right. It's all just going to goop back together in like a T2000 or 1000 way. (laughs) Mom, is he okay? Yes, he'll be fine. What was your favorite um, CGI effect from this? Was it the, was it Reptile? Yeah. Which, which iteration of Reptile? The like clear one or the the one where he sucks himself into a stone body and turns into a human and then turns into bugs <laughs> yeah just our first meeting with him is so like uh, oh, oh what am i looking at because you have to think like a jurassic park came out 94 93 yeah like a year or two before this you know so people were not blown away. It's not like when people were running from trains in movie theaters in the 1920s. Like people saw that (laughs) for what it was in 1995. I'm trying to think if there were other good ones. I was looking out and I know it was there, but not a lot of CGI stood out to me. It wasn't used as heavily as I thought it might be. There was a lot of CGI usage in like, backgrounds and like they kept they kept like fake zooming out to show scale so like them walking in like the weird catacombs and then it was like them zooming out or like the weird cgi slash matte painting of them taking the boats in the beginning i was like why did you have to do this this place physically exists just take a picture of it (laughs) (laughs) we found this beautiful tropical island but let's make it more of an island yeah yeah, a lot of the fake lightning, and I guess it didn't stand out as as much as Lizard does because it seemed to me as as though it was trying to mimic the way that the game looked like. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but it felt in line with what the video game actually looked like. Whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. That might be just my own taking it in the budgets might have been exactly the same yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a, a task failed successfully kind of moment where right. like i don't know if you're going for that but you kind of nailed it right it, kind of looks yeah. like a chintzy video game if that's what you're going for then sweet mm-hmm. yeah i want to know bridget uh, we get to the the fight with johnny cage and goro how did you feel about the dick punch <laughs> I was waiting. I feel like here's a sort.
sort of aside. Granted, I don't watch a lot of action martial arts movies. This is my first video game movie. I feel like people getting hit in the nuts is not a thing in movies anymore. It feels played out. I don't see it that often. And maybe it's just the movies that I'm watching. But I was surprised up until that point that we didn't have a nut shot. I kept (laughs) waiting for one. And so this one, I think, was executed superbly. Um, (laughs) Superb nut shot. (laughs) It was superb. You have let's dance into a split and then just, just like a beautiful, beautiful, oh, it would tens across the board for me. I thought it was great. And then I think that's the only one you get the rest of the movie. It's the perfect amount of spice. <laughs> a ball punching. <laughs> a ball punching. Not too much. We don't want to play it out. No. But. But you got to make it count. You have to. You have to. And that's his thing, too. Like, in the game. That's. Oh, it is? Yeah. So that's that's why it was it wasn't just added for like flair, but it was that's his like move that he does. He does like the the because he's supposed to be Jean Claude Van Damme, and Jean Claude Van Damme does the splits and stuff. Okay. So he does the splits and punch. But I was just thinking, like, how does he know that Goro's got that parts down there? Like, yeah, it's a shot in the dark. It's because he's wearing a like it's a, a literal shot skirt. in the dark. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hope this works. Like, yeah. hope you weird alien monster creature have the same genitalia as us humans. Yeah. Well, maybe he did have two pairs of arms, so maybe he had two sets of testicles, which mm. would have made it a double whammy. Yeah. The one thing about that fight is I wanted it to be more definitive after the nut shot. I felt like some of the wind was taken out of the sails when they do the climb up and he has to fall down and i know you're doing the calling back to when we first meet him but i wanted him to like just jump down from that little lookout where he was looking down on him and just have it be very definitive there but the nut shot itself chef kiss perfect (laughs) take notes everyone and uh those are five thousand dollar sunglasses you son of a bitch Oh yeah, that's a dynamite line. That's a that's a classic one, and I I love to the cell job from from Goro. You got to give it up for him. He re- he really was in pain. He really he really sold that that injury really well, but in like a very classic like regular person way, which is the weirdest thing. Is like this whole time he's a big hulking monster, and then all of a sudden he turns into just a regular caricature of human man gets hit in the nuts. <laughs> And it's also great because it's the one time that his eyes are going in the direction you would expect them to be going. Like, if someone got hit in the nuts that hard, like, you know they would start, like, going off wide. Whereas every time before, you're like, I, who are you looking at? I'm, <laughs> I, it's very odd to try to look at your face, Goro. How do you have but, conversations with people? <laughs> how do you, yeah, how do you talk to one person at a time? I know, it's like they kept shifting the eyes and the face. You'd be like, see, there's life here. He's not just a a standee. Like, look, he's alive. His eyes are darting frantically all over the room. (laughs) (laughs) Also, his his mouth looks like he's eating when he's talking. He's just... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the same puppet mouth that Godzilla has in the original Godzilla. Where you can, like, see the puppet mouth, like, pinching in in a weird way. 
constantly flailing his arms. There's no, like, there should have been moments where he's standing there kind of just, like, flexing it, at, rather than doing the the Godzilla or the King Kong vs. Godzilla flexing of just constantly moving his arms up and down for no reason. I, we have not yet left Zoomation. It has hung <laughs> around into April. Who would have thought? We thought we left it behind. Yeah. Do we know, do you guys know who designed that suit? Like, is it anyone um, I don't. I don't known, know. Known for anything else? It's just, it's interesting. Like, when you think about creatures that come earlier, and granted, uh, one like Yoda is on like a much smaller scale, but it seems like there was a race to get him looking like a great action figure, but there was no thought about how he was going to move. Well, Goro's in the games, too. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. So he's he's the, like, pre-Shang Tsung character in all three of the originals. So, like, he's, you know, the, like, mid-first big boss. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know who, like, actually made the the physical costume. But I kept Mm -hmm. wondering, like, is there a dude in there? Or, like, is all of this a robot? And it looked like sometimes there was a person commanding the upper arms, like, physically inside there. But then at other times, they're just like, nope, that's there's no way a human can fit inside of that thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a man in a suit. Tom Woodruff uh, was in the suit and he controlled the lower portion. So like the body and the arms and then the upper arms and I guess face were puppeteers with a telemetry device. And it took six puppeteers and four technicians to to bring him to life. I don't have a company, though, so I'm not sure who like who was in charge of it, but that was basically how it how it all worked. That poor actor has to be dying inside of that suit. Yeah, the suit weighed about 125 pounds, and they carried around with a metal brace that went down his spine to his hips and moves, like, displaced some of the weight. Jeez. Yeah. And wow. just like the original Darth Vader, no one's going to know or care about who was inside of that suit. <laughs> no, poor Tom Woodruff. Yeah. The things you were able to, yeah, the things you were able to provide to us are immeasurable. I yeah. bet you he goes around and tells everybody after they come over to his house, watch watch this movie. I'm Goro. I'm inside of there. Yeah, those were my nuts that he punched. <laughs> <laughs> he really did it for for practical. You know, they wanted it to be as real as possible. So, you know what? One take. Did the things the things they do for the art. What did you think of the uh, of the final battle? What did you think of Shang Tsung versus Liu Kang. How did you feel like that fight went? We've established it wasn't as good as Scorpion, but what did you think of the the climactic battle? It, it, it almost it, isn't there. <laughs> it almost, it doesn't feel like it's there, because now you've, with movies like this, once you, you can see the ride is ending, you're on the last big drop. I personally start to or I, I stop processing what is happening. It feels so unmemorable to me besides, you know, you have the fake brother, he gets kicked onto the spikes, and that feels like basically it. Um, there is a memorable line before they go to the tower where Raiden says something about, like, you can all do it, you can beat any opponent, no matter how bizarre their powers are. But then in some ways it's the least bizarre fight 
mm-hmm. in the yeah. movie. It's the most straightforward, which makes sense. It's like meant to be the emotional core of the movie, but that's well, not why I'm here. <laughs> I mean, you do get the souls that transform into men that shoot out of tubes and fight. Yeah, that's and then true. stand there and wait one-on-one to fight Liu Kang. Yeah, you have those, you have the... I also liked the ghosts that are kind of like the ghosts that come out of the Ark of the Covenant in, in Raiders. <laughs> yeah. They might be friends. The same ghosts? I mean, ghosts are eternal, right? That's true. They were just That's borrowed. True. Yeah. They're just borrowed. <laughs> hey, man, we got this tournament. You want to come chill? <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the guys jumping out of tubes. Um, it was like Destiny's Child at the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> But not as exciting for me personally. But I liked it. You had different, like, oh, like, different warriors from different eras. But that last fight, you know, the the stakes are sort of lowered. And you know he's going to beat him. So. And then he lands on two spikes with no visible any sort of injuries. He just has, like, a, a spike just kind of, like, placed on his stomach, it looks like. Like, it wasn't yeah. even through him or anything for... A video game that was, like, created the rating system for being so gory. This movie is incredibly tame. It is fairly bloodless. I could see parts of it if I had watched it when I was younger. Goro would have given me nightmares. <laughs> and, you know, it's a it's a martial arts movie, but it's not gory, really. Even when he lands on the spike, his death isn't like... It's just right, like, they don't even show it. It's just his just head, dead. and then it like, like is a wide shot of him laying there. Yeah, it's yeah. He basically, it's like when I finally like fall asleep at night, I can't look at Twitter anymore. Just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a shame for him too because he almost got kicked so far that he made it to the area of the floor that didn't have, didn't any, have spikes any spikes whatsoever. <laughs> he just missed it. He was like yeah. just short yeah. of hitting that spot. I know. I was prepared for him to not hit the spikes, and then they were going to have to dance around the spikes, but I guess we... That would have been much cooler. Yeah, but remembering what the ship looked like, probably not. Yeah, they'd be like... the realm of what they could do. They'd be bending and (laughs) wavering around the the foam. I I also had to laugh. I, like, literally laughed out loud when they were looking in during Kano's disgusting feast. And them saying, like, oh, you get to fight Sonya or whatever. And then Shang Tsung says something about Liu Kang, like, having a power. And he's like, what power? He's like, oh, I don't know. And he, like, puts his hand on the rock. But it's, like, just sounds like him hitting a paper mache like, because it's clearly not real. <laughs> they didn't they didn't bother, like, dubbing that out or removing anything. It was just, like, clunk. I'm like, no, that's supposed to be a rock. Like, <laughs> you didn't just hit a bongo drum. Yeah, they couldn't afford a Foley artist because they spent it all on the bang and soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah. we don't need any. We've done the work. Right. <laughs> to that point, we did get a a message from Johnny about this movie. He, he did want to convey this, uh, that it used to take him and Zach three hours to watch this movie because they'd constantly be rewinding to listen to the soundtrack or the opening <laughs> credits. So like, it would take them a while to get through the opening credits. And then they would just be like, shadow boxing and sparring and doing their own Mortal Kombat karate fights in their grandmother's basement. Dude, you have to. I was I was punching while I was watching the opening. <laughs> oh, yeah. In I, time to the music. Yeah. For that reason alone, I can see my mother being like, we will not be renting this movie. I can't. <laughs> Your brother's already broken his arm once. We're not doing that again. 
Just Not be like, I'm, I'm, I'm Goro. I just want to hug really, <laughs> yeah. really hard. That's all. Like, no, we're just going to recreate the Katana Liu Kang fight where we just hold each other's arms and, and tell stories. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the only fight we're going to do. We're not going to do anything with spikes or freezy powers. Like, I can definitely see a kid trying to throw a bucket of water on their little brother or, you know, <laughs> who's pretending to be Sub Zero being, and then the mom just coming in and being like, what in the absolute hell? <laughs> It didn't freeze, Ma. <laughs> did did either of you sort of on the same note? Did either of you take like karate or taekwondo classes? Yeah. <sighs> yep. I yeah, definitely I would have performed some kind of routine to the opening song at like the county fair or like some thing where it's like, all right, the the demo team's got to go out and try to pitch karate and like make it seem cool. So we're gonna do. You know, kicking and punching to the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. I definitely did that in oh. the year 1995. Yeah, I can say I probably like 90% had some sort of routine to the Mortal Kombat soundtrack as a mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah, because so I was in yeah. judo and taekwondo. Um, I, I for like all of probably a few months each, but like long enough to get another belt other than white. But I can absolutely mm-hmm. remember doing this. And even like preparing to do it at my church and people be like, what are you, what are you, what are you, what's going on? I'm like, no, don't, don't worry about it. Like it's for my, like my Taekwondo recital. <laughs> Kung Fu for Jesus guys. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Cause like, if you guys were doing this at the County fair, I would have been in the front row. Like mom, I, you need to sign me up. I so badly <laughs> wanted to take classes and just, it, it never happened for me. Absolutely not. But, Mother would not have it. <laughs> no. Uh, well, it's because my father, my father did take classes at the time. So he had like sparring sticks. He had real heavy wooden nunchucks mm. um, that I, he told me this a couple years ago that he, he was supposed to be watching us. My mother had gone to visit a friend or something. And so it's me, my brother, both of us under the age of five. And my dad's like, Oh, kids are watching a movie. Let me just practice for a bit. And he knocked himself out with his nunchucks. Oh, no. And, like, we just, like, kept watching Aladdin or or whatever we were doing. (laughs) And he said he woke up on the living room floor with, like, a big welt in his head. And, like, my mother hadn't come home yet, thank goodness. And he was just like, yep, I think this is done. (laughs) <laughs> we're done with this now i now officially retire from karate <laughs> <laughs> see that's why i was only ever allowed to have the foam practice nunchucks yeah had the real wooden bow staff but only the foam practice nunchucks yeah. too we used risky to practice with boken like the the kento swords oh nice like as a teenager we did this and uh <laughs> unre- unrelated well semi-related but uh some friends and i were doing it uh, like we were like practicing outside his uh, apartment complex and uh, someone called the cops on us and the cops came and they're like, uh, we heard people were sword fighting. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't worry. It's all safe. Yeah. And I was like, uh, they're practice swords. And yes, we were sword fighting. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, can you do it somewhere else? And we're like, uh, sure, I guess. And he's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> He was more just embarrassed, like, please take this inside. Please don't right. let anyone see that's all, that's all, Yeah, he pretty much just wanted to be like, I don't want I don't want other people to witness this. So <laughs> yeah. do, do it somewhere else. I'm doing a public service for you. I'm protecting you <laughs> from yourself. 
Will you be watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation? For oh, this? yes. Good question. How do you feel about a sequel? Because there's that, and that's, I think, a pseudo-direct sequel, and there's also, like, a an online miniseries slash movie that they made that, like, they compiled into a movie more recently. That was in, like, 2012 or 11 or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, a dark and gritty reboot kind of thing. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I remember that. I think Annihilation is on HBO right now, so I might it is. just spin that just to see what happens it is an equally zany movie that okay. is very much uh don't try to follow the story don't try to think about it don't the cgi also takes a step down this time because yeah. this was like not quite talking. direct to dvd or i guess vhs at the time but like it was like in the theaters for like a month and then they put it on vhs so or that's that's, what what like it, that's at least what it felt like but that one we were we were wrong earlier annihilation has the the badass actual soundtrack with like uh megadeth and stuff like that on it so the second movie was the one we were thinking of not the first one yeah i i'll i'll be watching it most likely nice <laughs> that's fantastic i'm so glad you liked it i i was a little worried that it could have been too stupid but not come back around enough to where it could be right it hasn't reached the enjoyable dumb level <laughs> no because this is a movie that is not trying to be anything greater than what it is. It's It doesn't think it's smarter than it is. It's not trying to be. It just wants to be schlocky and fun and colorful and have a kick-ass soundtrack, and it succeeds at all of these things. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it, too. I kept thinking, like, <clears throat> this movie does just enough to try a little like to get it on screen like there's not it's not overacted or anything like that like it's not super crappy it's like oh we're gonna do a c's worth of effort to pass this class like mm -hmm. well you know, this is this is the equivalent of the kid who like does c's get degrees right. in your yeah. basic your english your math your science but then is a kick-ass artist or a kick-ass musician and is focused on that thing they want to focus on and isn't going to pretend like they care about their Great Gatsby essay. <laughs> they're not going to, they're like, yeah, the, the light is the American dream. What the fuck ever. Anyways, here's a room of bones. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's a bone zone. Yeah. Would you like to come to my bone zone? <laughs> Um, no, that, that's college. That's that's different. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's not high school. But yeah, I I'll, I'll be honest. I was I was reticent about this movie, and now I it has just flipped my world upside down. What a delight! <laughs> Amazing. That's fantastic. I'm so I'm so excited. That's so that's such good news. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope you wake Brian up if he's asleep or whatever, and tell him that you want to go for a ride and just pump the the theme song <laughs> oh i see now he he might be playing call of duty well tell him <laughs> tell him it's mortal combat time and tell him the reason why it's mortal combat time. he would plus he's gotta do an update right now anyway so no better time yeah, <laughs> than yeah. the present exactly perfect 
Cool. Well, I guess that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Uh, remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. That goes up at 9 a.m. on Thursdays. The next episode that you'll hear will actually be a very special episode because we will be watching the newest 2021 Mortal Kombat. Uh, Johnny will be back with us uh, and other johnny will also be here we'll have two johnnies i think we'll call you john next week just to make it easier we'll we'll figure it out see that's Uh, why i went with johnny way back before it was because there was too many johns already and i was like oh there's nobody nobody's named johnny nope nope, guess not anymore we got two johnnies so we'll we'll make sure to figure that out and make it at least confusing for the audience as we possibly can but any uh any anticipation for this next one before we, we get away from it i guess I'm I'm genuinely excited for this movie. Like, I don't think I would care if it wasn't coming to HBO Max, honestly, because like I don't want to go to theaters right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like after seeing the trailer, this looks like it's going to be like a VFX masterpiece, or not masterpiece, but like a you know a masterclass in it. Like, it just it looks cool, and I'm not expecting. I'm going in as just expecting zero story and just badass special effects. Yeah, Bridget. I'm a little concerned because it would be very difficult for a movie to be what this evening, what occurred this <laughs> evening for me. Um, but I, I hope it's as fun. That's what I hope. Nice. Yeah. I'm a little worried that the, it'll be less campy. So therefore less fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think the special effects are going to be great and I'm fairly certain it's rated R and we're going to get blood. So. Oh, yeah. You see somebody getting stabbed in the stomach in the trailer. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. There was a red van trailer and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and um, I think a bunch of F-bombs. So I'm glad that it's rated R. Yeah. I'm excited for that aspect of it. Yeah. Take it to the uh, the next level. Uh, you can tell us what you thought of this movie and that movie on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so we want to hear what you think of the Mortal Kombat universe, which is your favorite of the movies. Is it this one? Is it Annihilation? Is it the animated Legends that is probably also takes place in this universe? Is it Legacy? Is it the new one? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, John, I want to thank you for joining us this week. Uh, and excited to have you back to to watch the new one. Yeah, um, so thank you. It's been thanks fun. Thanks for coming on. Uh, but once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.